listeners, welcome back to the first episode of 2024 at Uplifting Global Talent, the podcast that brings senior HR and business leaders together from all around the world. I'm your host, Serap Zal. I'm very excited to have a guest who is a strong HR leader and legal leader at the same time, Latanya Langley. And welcome, Latanya, to our show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Serap. Latanya currently works as the Chief People and Legal Officer and Corporate Secretary at Edgewell Personal Care, and her role is pivotal in leading HR and legal functions together, driving growth and nurturing the company culture. And before Edgewell, Latanya worked at VIC North America uh, as General Counsel, and she and I worked together at VIC at that time. I know her yeah. from VIC time. <laughs> And uh, Latani has been an inspiring female leader for me and many others, uh, because in addition to her corporate achievements, uh, she has made significant contributions to the community as well, which I really uh, find inspiring. And she has been involved in several boards. Uh, and Latani, you have always several job titles, several responsibilities at the same time. In addition to that, you work with communities too. So I'm so, and I think our listener is also very eager to hear about your career journey, professional journey. Uh, so can you tell a little bit more about yourself? Oh, thank you, Sarap. And, and you're being a bit modest. I, I am inspired by you as well. I've been um, paying very close attention to your journey and your career, and I am just absolutely amazed at all the, the wonderful uh, career moves you've have, you've made in the global landscape that you cover as well. So uh, I think the admiration is uh, mutual. Thank um, you. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you've, you've pretty much covered everything um, about me career-wise. Um, I would like to think that I am a people leader, whether that be in legal or in HR. Uh, people really matter, uh, careers and growth and, and development and inspiring leaders is something that's really, really important to me. Um, I also think it's important to ensure that I am working in and giving back to our communities uh, as a leader and, and as a friend and as a mentor. And so uh, I very much look forward to talking with you about, about the journey along the way. Now I'd like to start with maybe little light questions to get to know you better uh, alongside the professional life. So let's start. So as someone with wealth of experience, I want to learn what's a piece of advice you wish you could give to your younger self at the beginning of your career journey. Be authentically you. Never feel as if you have to fit into a particular mold or a box uh, in, in your career. Um, I also would tell my younger self to step outside, be able to experiment with unfamiliar behaviors and new ways of exercising leadership. You know, do what you're passionate about and then take up space and own the rooms that you're in. Wow, that's great advice. And I think it will be good advice for the younger generation as well who are at the beginning of their journey. Mm -hmm. So your LinkedIn profile and activity shows a lot of personal interest and, uh, and maybe hobbies also alongside your professional journey. Uh, can you share maybe a hobby or anything, any interest that maybe people around you may not know much about it. So let's open the secret doors a little bit. Yeah, so in, in my career, I have been known to be someone who's very creative. I love to compose and and create beautiful music. I love to, uh, you know, bring 
various voices and talents and gifts together. And I think that has come from my experience as a classical pianist. Oh, uh, so I've been playing the no, piano. Yeah, I've been playing the piano since I was three years old. And I just think that the, the gift of uh, composing and creation has followed me throughout my career. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I also would like to ask if you were to create a hashtag, which is a very popular term now, <laughs> that represents your life philosophy, what would it be? Own it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Own it. I think that it's very important for us to recognize our own uniqueness and our superpowers, yeah. the skills and talents and gifts that we have that are uniquely ours and the ones that we are born with. And so I believe it's important to own those gifts and talents and show up with them whenever the opportunity presents itself. Okay, what's the most adventurous thing you have ever done in your professional life? <laughs> uh, well, you would know because you were there when I was experiencing these things. But um, I think moving into an emerging market And taking on emerging market roles um, has really been adventurous for me. I had the courage and conviction to step out of my comfort zone and work in markets that were really uncharted territories, especially mm-hmm. for, uh, well, for Americans, but especially for women. Yeah. Um, so working in cultures where, you know, males were the dominant culture was really, for me, quite adventurous and exciting. I, I moved to West Africa and I was the general counsel for Guinness. Moving to and living in an emerging market in a dynamic and fast paced environment uh, was really amazing because I was able to adapt and learn, learn quickly, uh, face complex problems and really explore my potential by working in a variety, a variety of roles and projects where I could leverage my unique background and experiences. And, and it really grew me as a person Uh, to work in and live uh, in emerging market. Yeah, we worked together at that time. And I remember <laughs> you were always asking questions to really understand those cultural nuances or uh, differences. So I think that was also the right thing to do, like to really deep dive into those differences, to feel comfortable as well, like with that knowledge. Yes, and you were so helpful and supportive during that time to, I mean, as you are a world traveler as well, you really helped me understand a lot of the nuances between the various cultures and countries. And I really did appreciate that um, part of our relationship. Same, Latanya. And also, uh, I want to ask, like, as you started a new position at Edgewell, uh, with the HR as well, <laughs> if you could describe maybe uh, your first week weeks uh, in your new role um, in with three words, let's say. Uh, what would they be? Chief listening officer. I think that's what my title should have been, uh, at least yeah. for my first three weeks. I mean, again, my, my initial goals were to, to go on a listening journey and learn and understand the function, get to know the team, ask open-ended questions, actively listen, and be very empathetic with the teammates that I meet. So yeah, chief lift, listening officer would be my three words. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Active listening is definitely very, very important in any role, uh, but in HR or legal roles as well, for sure. Um, given your global experience, so if you could teleport to any place worldwide for a weekend escape, what would that, where would that be and, um, and why? It's two, really. It's Dubai. 
um, in West Africa, but I'm going to focus in on West Africa for this question. Um, I, I think West Africa holds a very special place in my heart. You know, I visited several countries there, including Ghana, Nigeria, Senegal, Ivory Coast. And I was always amazed by the diversity, richness and beauty of the culture there. It's also a place where I learned a lot about leadership, you know, working and leading in there, you know, challenged me to adapt to different contexts, different perspectives and expectations. I developed my skills of empathy and communication and collaboration when I was there. Um, and I also witnessed how a lot of the West African leaders uh, at these, the company that I worked for overcame obstacles and embraced opportunities. You know, leading in West Africa taught me to be more humble and mm. curious and courageous uh, and really appreciate the diversity and complexity of our world. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I after experiencing West Africa, I, I did an Ancestry.com test for myself and discovered I had really strong Nigerian roots. Uh, and again, I would not have discovered that had I not lived and worked in that market. Uh, I think yeah. it's like 34% Nigerian, which was really cool to find out. I would say West Africa. And that's a lot um, when I work with the leaders in West Africa. And I loved also their openness and also having fun, you know, while they're working as well, like very Absolute. celebration. They got celebration, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, some of the cultures take work very seriously. You feel mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. in those cultures, I felt really relaxed as well when we do the Yes, relax, celebrate, celebrate life. It was really an amazing, uh, spirited experience. Okay, now let's dive deeper <laughs> and uh, to the other questions. First of all, uh, really congratulations on being named as a top in-house uh, legal leader by the Financial Times and RSGI. So that's a big news. Yeah, really Thank congratulations. You. congratulations. Thank and you. how has this uh, recognition impacted your career and your perspective on your professional life? Oh, well, firstly, I am just honored and humbled. Uh, yeah. to receive this recognition from the Financial Times and RSGI. Wow, um, yeah, this this recognition has yeah. really been a great source of encouragement and motivation for me, as well as a reminder of the importance and impact of the work that I do. It's given me more visibility and credibility within my organization, as well as in uh, my networking circle and the wider legal and HR communities, which has opened up new opportunities for collaboration and learning and impact. This award has also allowed me to reflect on my professional journey and the values and goals that guide me. You know, I've always been passionate about using my legal skills and my knowledge to make a positive difference in the world. But now, you know, even within that um, that knowledge, I want to ensure that I'm also advancing human rights, promoting social justice, you know, supporting sustainable development. This this award has allowed me to take a second look at the challenging and dynamic environments that I work in and find out ways that I can grow and continue to learn and innovate. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, one of the reasons why I chose to transition to HR. That, that's actually a really nice bridge to my next question. So you started this role as Chief People Officer at mm-hmm. Edgewell, and, uh, but before that you studied law and spent most of maybe your career life in the, in the legal part. And what made you do this change? And also what excited you to, about it? Okay, well, the role initially was Chief Human Rights Officer. And I felt like people first 
was really a priority for me. So even within the title, you know, yeah. uh, changing it to chief people officer was probably the first thing. And in this role, I am responsible for driving the people strategy and culture of the organization and ensuring that I have the right talent, capabilities and engagement to deliver our vision and mission. I just see this as a natural extension of my legal career where I was focused on helping clients navigate complex and diverse issues, managing risks and opportunities and helping them achieve their objectives. Much of that has not changed. What made me change and take on this opportunity was the fact that I could also shape the future of Edgewell, you know, by fostering this culture of innovation, collaboration and agility, by developing and empowering our people to unleash their full potential. I believe that our people are our greatest asset. And so by investing in their growth, well-being and in diversity, that is how we're going to be able to make a positive impact on our business performance. And so just being a part of that strategy um, and breathing, breathing and living, framing uh, this vision is what I'm really, really passionate about. And so I get to do that in our communities as well as in our, our environment and our culture. Yeah. yeah. And I think there are not many people moving from the legal uh, to the people function and uh, I think bringing to together. I think you are one of the few leaders who I met so far uh, in this field. And that's amazing also to for the other HR leaders uh, to to see like there are different career paths. Yeah, I, I feel like I've always been an HR leader. I just I just yeah. have the title I just HR have the title like now. That. <laughs> I just finally got the title. <laughs> yeah, so because you were so passionate about HR topics as well. You were always involved uh, to the several projects. So that's just a kind of, as you said, natural move as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can feel that. In your current role, uh, of course, there are many priorities, I'm sure, you have in front of you. But for 2024 at Edgewell, what are like global organizational priorities? Can you tell maybe a couple of them? Well, of course, our, our vision is to be the best personal care company in the world. Right. So, you know, we aim to achieve this by focusing on, you know, innovation, growth, efficiencies and sustainability. These pillars amongst many uh, are our guide and, and it helps us with our strategic decisions, where we're investing, helps us um, with our initiatives across all regions of functions globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the role of HR evolves um, in response to the changes in our global landscape, We need to ensure that we're supporting these pillars by enabling our people, our teammates, to thrive in a dynamic and competitive environment. So that means we need to attract and develop and retain our diverse and talented people mm-hmm. who can drive this innovation and growth. You know, building a culture of learning and development where we are we ensure that we have people that have the skills and knowledge and mindset to adapt to this this changing world. We need to enhance our employee experience and engagement by making sure that we're providing a a rewarding, supportive and inclusive workplace um, that fosters well-being, collaboration and performance. And then, of course, we we must embed sustainability and social responsibility in our people practices uh, by promoting an ethical, environmental and social uh, standard and encouraging our people to make a positive difference in the world. So as chief people officer, my role is to ensure that the HR function is delivering on these objectives. 
We're partnering with our business leaders. Uh, we're aligning our policies and our programs to ensure that we're empowering our people and our teams across the regions. And I see myself as an advocate um, and I'm a catalyst for our people. So I listen to the needs, I listen to the feedback, and then ensure that me and our team, uh, that we're creating opportunities for growth and recognition. No, it sounds like a really great plan. There's a lot to do. And you mentioned about the global uh, teams and that you are trying to, to drive growth and as well as to retain them, develop them further. And uh, I know it's one of the leaders who I know uh, that you have, you manage the emerging markets, the global markets. Mm -hmm. So with your background as well in leading this cross-border teams, uh, how do you navigate and um, leverage those cultural differences? We talked a little bit about the, that before, but how do you approach from HR perspective as well uh, to ensure consistency, like uh, accommodating this yeah. cultural difference? I mean I think I have a unique advantage as a head of HR because of the experience that you and I had together working in a global company. It was really a real a global company, right? I mean, it was very international, very, very diverse. And I think that having that experience really set me up for this role. You know, one of the key challenges and opportunities of leading a global team is to make sure that I navigate and leverage cultural differences that exist among team members. And I believe that, you know, culture is not only just nationality, but values, beliefs, perspectives, behaviors that shape how our teammates communicate and collaborate and solve problems. So I think to create a cohesive and effective global team, there are a number of, uh, of really important principles You know, one is respecting and appreciating yeah. the diversity of the teams, also communicating clearly and frequently, you know, making sure that you're using multiple channels and modes of communication uh, with various teammates. You know, you can use email, video, chat, social media to keep the team informed and engaged and aligned on goals. Um, and also to tailor communication styles when you have language differences. Fostering trust and collaboration, though, is probably the biggest one from my perspective. You know, yeah. being able to build rapport and relationships with team, teammates, you know, showing a genuine interest and care for each other, being transparent and honest, giving giving feedback, receiving feedback constructively. Yeah, that's also very important, right? Yeah, Asking. and just creating a safe and supportive environment for people to express their opinions and ideas and concerns freely uh, so that we can learn from each other. I feel that when teammates work together, towards a common vision and outcome and where they support and acknowledge each other's efforts and achievements, that's when you have a culture of teamwork and accountability. I actually was going to ask you as a last question, like what would be your advice or tips to HR leaders to be really strong in this field, like in managing those cultural differences, diversity, inclusion efforts as well? You mentioned a couple of them, I think. I think being an Authentic leader by ourselves is also really key, I think, right? Absolutely. Being honest, being ourselves, not trying to be someone else. Absolutely. It's really opening the doors, right? Yeah. And also, you know, educating yourself and others, right? Yeah. Always seek to expand your knowledge and, and awareness of diversity and inclusion issues, trends, best practices. Do your research, attend webinars and workshops and courses, join professional networks and communities, because these insights are, are really critical and you don't want to miss the mark 
on these diversity issues. I also think it's important to embrace and celebrate diversity. You have to value and respect diverse backgrounds and perspectives and experiences of teammates. In doing that, you need to make sure that you're fostering a sense of belonging and inclusion where teammates feel appreciated and valued and recognized. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, communication and collaboration are also key. And as in Uplift, actually, we have we are a small team, like around 25 people. We have different nationalities and everyone is working in different time zones. And I actually really feel that we are trying to embrace that diversity. And even uh, we are now scheduling our team calls every other week. And But we have people from Latin America and Japan. So it was really hard to find the common time zone to bring mm. all the team together. So we divide, divide it and to the two sessions. Uh, but we said, okay, maybe uh, we can create like several sessions to for people to join in different time zones based on their comforts as well. I love that. They're, they're like listening sessions. Yes. Um, I might yeah. have to adapt that. I, I love that idea. That's great. Uh, but definitely, it's, uh, I'm also so passionate on this diversity topics. And uh, But thanks a lot uh, to for joining us today, Latanya. It has been a really nice chat with you after many years as well. Seeing I you know. I'm so happy to see you and have this conversation with you. And I know you're very passionate about this topic. And so just hearing and talking to you about it is, is so refreshing. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Latonia. And mm. also to our listeners all around the world, thank you for tuning in to Uplifting Global Talent. We hope you found this episode as inspiring as I did. <laughs> and stay inspired and keep uplifting global talent and looking forward to meeting you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye.